Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I'm just going to talk for a few moments. Then I'm going to let you all go home. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. For those of you that don't know, that's the first book. That's the first book in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Very familiar passage of scripture simply says, In the beginning, God. Say that. In the beginning, God. Can I let you all know that, yeah, the first verse of the Bible is profound, impressive, and stunning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so Genesis is a book of beginnings. Chapter 1 of Genesis is the beginning of beginnings. So this is a great place for the Bible to begin. And so if chapter 1 of Genesis is not true, then the contents of the Bible lose their value. Genesis 1, as we know it, is all about creation. It gives the finest and most intelligent record of creation known to man. Now, if you see, think I have a problem with the word creation, I don't, but I get it confused with cremation. And so I have to think when I say uh, creation. And so this text, this text proclaims in summary, the matter of creation in typical human Fashion, the writer of Genesis first gives uh, the summary, then follows in the following verses uh, with the details. It's like a newspaper story. This verse is the headline. Then, uh, what follows this verse in the chapter are the details. in the article. And so when I look at Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 1, I see three things. I see three things just in that one small verse. The first thing that I see is uh, the moment of creation. And then the second thing I see is the master of creation. And then lastly, but not least, I see the might for creation. Those of you that are writing, number one is the moment of creation. Number two, the master of creation. And then number three, the the might for uh, creation. When you look at the moment of uh, creation, it simply says in the beginning. Here the beginning simply refers to the creation, not some other time reference. The phrase in the beginning means there was a time when everything first started. It means there was a time when everything first started, when the universe first 
began. The idea is the absolute beginning of things, the beginning of time. Because you do understand that the universe had a beginning. There was a time when there was nothing, no heavens, uh, no earth, no physical matter, no physical energy. There was no such thing as electrons and protons and neutrons and uh, uh, hydrogen. There was no such thing as uh, gastrous substance. There was nothing in the physical and uh, material world or dimension of being. Then all of a sudden, somebody say all of a sudden, out of nowhere and out of nothing, the universe began to be made. The process of time began. There was a beginning. The universe, material and uh, physical things began. The physical world and dimension of being was uh, launched. When was it all done? It was done in the beginning, in the absolute beginning of creation. The author of the book of Hebrews in the first chapter, verse number 10, he says, and thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the works of thine hand. And then you have to understand that this is a universal truth. There was a beginning. And so consequently, there will be an ending because everything that begins has an ending. The world and all that is in the world will one day pass away. The physical and material things of the world, you know, they change their form. They pass on. They uh, deteriorate. They decay and waste away. Even man himself, men and women, I mean, y'all know we all change. You are not what you used to be 10 years ago. I watched some of y'all when I told you to sit down. Some of y'all had trouble even sitting down. And then when I said jump back up, you had a harder time getting up than you did. And it's simply because uh, uh, time brings about uh, a change. You can try to act like you're still 25 if you want to, but age change, amen, man change, and guess what? We all uh, waste away. Every day, we're just another day closer to our journey's end, and so there is an end to all that begins, including man. Now, you have to understand that evolution has tried to begin without 
God and look at the foolish arguments uh, it advances. Now they're trying to take God out of everything. Not just some things, but the mention of God. You could be sued now in certain arenas for just mentioning God. But how many of you all know that it would behoove each and every one of us to begin our days with God? I'm going to say it again. Begin your day with God. God. We ought to, we ought to include God in our marriages. You got to include God in your career because without God, we could do absolutely nothing. And without God, we would uh, fail. And so start your days off with God. Put God back in your marriage. Put God in your career because you know what? He knows your ending from your beginning. I'm going to say it again. God knows your ending from your beginning. It is God who have made us and not we ourselves. Put God in everything in your life. God is the only one that I know that knows your uprising and your downsetting. God knows when you go out and he knows when you come back in. God knows what you're thinking even before the thought came to your mind. God already knows. Somebody need to hear that today, that God he knows. And you know what? While we're trying to figure some stuff out. God has already worked it out. I don't know who that's for, amen, this morning, but while you're trying to figure it out, while you're wrecking your brains, while you're staying up late at night, while you're going through 10, 15 tablets trying to write stuff down and figure it all out, I need you to know that while you're trying to figure that thing out, God has already worked it out. Why? Because he knows your ending from your beginning. And God knows the plan that he has for you. And it is his plan to prosper you. It is his plan to bring you to an expected end. And so when did it start? It all started in the beginning. Well, unless I preach too long, I better move on uh, to the master of of creation. Now, you know, this is still a subject of great debate because some say that with a sudden explosion, the universe uh, appeared. Others say God started uh, the process and the universe evolved over billions uh, of years. Almost every ancient religion has its own story to explain how the earth came uh, 
to be. And almost every scientist has uh, an opinion. Can I take my time and preach here today? Every scientist has uh, uh, their own uh, opinion in regards to the origin of uh, the universe, but only the Bible shows uh, one supreme God creating the earth out of his great love and giving all people a special place in it. This proclamation of creation includes the, the master of creation, which is God in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the book of Genesis, and therefore the Bible also, it begins with God, and this is the right way to begin anything. In fact, if we do not begin with God, we will make a mess of things in a hurry. Take God out of your decision making. And that's why the Bible says in all of thy ways, acknowledge him and God will direct your path. But you got to sit down and be quiet long enough to hear what God is trying to say to you. In fact, we do not, we do not begin with God that we will, will make a mess out of your life. I want God to be in every area, every uh, part of my life, even those areas where I fall short in. And how many of you all know, don't look at me like you've been to heaven and you've been glorified and come back here to earth. Every last one of us missed the mark every now and then. But guess what? I want God even in those areas of my life. I need God to tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you better get it right. I need God in every area of my life. I need God in the areas that I don't even want God in. Uh-oh, did I just say that? Uh-huh, I say I want God even in the areas and in the things of life that that I don't want him in. Sometimes we, you know, tell God, you know, we take the attitude, you know, God, now you just wait right here and just I'll be back in about five hours and then and then when I get back, I'll pick it back up. No, I want God. Come on here, somebody, even in those areas that I really don't want God in. And so over 30 times, over 30 times, uh, God is mentioned in this first chapter of Genesis. Right in the first chapter, God is mentioned uh, over 30 times. 
times. Come on, in the beginning, there was the supreme being, the supreme presence, the supreme intelligence, the uh, supreme force who had uh, the intelligence and the power to create uh, the universe. That someone was, uh, was God. God existed before the beginning. He preceded the beginning. God began the beginning. Come on here, somebody. And all that follows is due to, to God. And well, because he was able to do it. Can I talk about God for a minute? I ain't going to talk long because we'll be here forever. Can I, can I talk about this supreme intelligence, this, uh, this supreme uh, force? Because uh, the God of, of Genesis 1 and 1, his name is Elohim in the Hebrew. And that means that God is uh, the almighty God. In other words, you may have a bunch of little gods, so-called little gods, and you may make little gods out of people and out of things in your life. But Elohim, oh, come on here, somebody. He is God the Almighty. In other words, the God of all might and power. He is the sovereign majesty and and supreme master of the universe. Anybody know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about, I'm talking about God. Now, you ought to get excited when I talk about, when I talk about God, you've been living with your husband almost 40 years and still don't know him, but you ought to have a relationship with God. Just the fact that I hear his name, my God, it ought to do something for me. God is, he's the almighty God. And because God is almighty, God is self-existent and he is eternal. God existed before anything else. Nothing created God. Nothing gave life to God. God does whatever he want to do whenever he want to do it. He don't have to get permission from absolutely nobody. God don't punch a time clock. God don't have a boss. God don't report to nobody. Body. Come on here, somebody. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wanted, and could care less what we think about it. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God here? I just want to talk. He's self-existent. He's uh, he's eternal. He don't deteriorate. He'll never decay. Why? Because because God is uh, he's self-existing and and he's eternal. Now, on the contrary, God created the universe and all matter and all uh, of the energy and force within the universe. God created all life, uh, including the life of 
man. Therefore, we owe God our life. Come on here. You didn't just show up. We owe God. We owe God our life. All that I am. All that I hope to be. I say I'm yours, Lord. Why? Because you are you the one that made me. I did not make myself. And so because man owes his life, all that he has and all that we will ever obtain, our obedience, our worship, our service. Did you not know even your praise don't belong to you? We try to talk. You know, we say my praise. It ain't my praise. Even the praise belongs. It belongs to God. God is totally self-sufficient. God possesses everything that he needs within himself. Y'all don't miss that. I said God, he possesses everything that he needs within himself, with all, within his very own being and personality. He is a perfect. Everybody say God is perfect. God has no flaws. God, he is absolutely perfect. But now you know that uh, we are not self-sufficient. I don't care how much we think we are. Let me talk to you for a few more moments. We are not uh, self-sufficient. And so, man, we've got to cast our life upon upon God. We must obey. We must worship. We must serve God in total dependence, trusting God to provide for all of our needs. I need to tell somebody, trust God for all of your needs. People are crazy now. They, that's not, I'm trying to come up with a better word, but that's the only word I could come up with. People are crazy and people are fickle. Ain't nothing sure nowadays. You might think you got it going on on your job because you've been there for almost a uh, hundred years and, and, and the boss does what you tell them to do. Honey, don't get beside yourself. Come on here. Look at somebody say, don't get beside yourself because how many of y'all know the minute you close your eyes they're gonna have somebody else in your office ain't nobody indispensable come on here why because we we have to depend upon god to supply everyone of our needs i don't care how much money we make we could have a million dollars in the bank but that don't do no good if you look at a checkbook and don't know how to sign your name come on here somebody Without God, we can, we can do absolutely nothing. And so take God out, take him out of Genesis. And guess what? Genesis 1 becomes incoherent. In other words, we might as well just close up our Bibles. We might as well put them in the fireplace if you take God out of the beginning. Well, let me move on. Let's hold y'all too long. He is the master of creation. But I got excited. I got excited when I saw the might for 
creation. In the beginning, God, he created. God created. In other words, he's so powerful. He's so mighty until God came up with the concept. God came up with the design. In other words, God had a creative mind and it required great power. And the mighty power of God was manifested in the creation account. Now you have to understand that created, when you look at that word, here it implies brought into being without the use of pre-existing material. Let me say it again. In other words, he brought into being without the use of pre-existing material. Don't tell me God can't handle your situation when a God can take nothing and make the whole universe. What you stressing about? What you worrying about? This text says that God took nothing. Zero. In other words, God he took absolutely not anything and uh, he created the heavens and, uh, and the earth. Maybe this might catch some of y'all. Nothing from nothing. Come on, y'all been listening to Billy Preston. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Nothing from, I told you, look, y'all ain't smile all day. Now you're smiling. Listen, nothing from nothing, Diane. It leaves nothing. And so, yes, God brought into being without the use of pre-existing material. I don't care what y'all say. That's power to me. Come on here. You think what you want to think. That's absolute power to be able to take nothing and bring something into being. Then you go back to the book, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, right around, yeah, the third verse. And watch what the writer says he says through faith through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God somebody say the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear I don't want you to miss it you know that that's our faith. We don't have time to debate it, Lady BJ. That's our faith. That's what uh, we believe in. Our faith says that the world was framed by the word. In other words, God just spoke it. Woo, I better move on here. God called. He called. Uh, he called the universe into existence out of nothing. He declared that it was to be. And guess what? It was. Our faith is in God who created the entire universe by his word. And somebody, my God, need to know that God's word has awesome 
power. When God speaks, it is so. That's what some of y'all need today. You need to hear from God. You've already heard. You've heard what your attorney said. You've heard what your spouse said. You've heard what your best friend had to say about your situation. But God, now I need a word from you. Speak, God. Is there anybody in here that need a word directly from, from the Lord? God, I can't keep going the way that I'm going. I need a word from, I need a word from you when God speaks it is uh, it is so all throughout uh, all throughout the Bible the sovereign strength of the voice of God is mentioned many times in the voice of the Lord according to David in Psalms 29 and 4 he says the voice of the Lord is powerful the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. And when you read that 29th book of Psalms, I want y'all to read it. Read it this week because he, then he goes on to sing that the voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars of Labia. He maketh them also skip like a young ox. We just talked about the voice of God. He said the voice of God divided the flames of fire, shaketh an entire wilderness, stripeth the forest. In other words, all God got to do is just speak and all of the trees my God are just cut down at the voice. My God, anybody know who I'm talking about here? It's just cut down at the voice of God. You do know it was it was a voice heard in the garden of eden after our first parents sinned the lord god called to adam and said to him where are you i hear that same voice talking to somebody here today and that voice is saying where are you and then i know somebody would answer i'm sitting in saint luke and then god said not so god was saying not so where are you where where are you in life where are you when it comes to your relationship relationship with God. Where are you when it comes to your commitment to God? Where are you? And then Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. You know, it was the voice of God in Deuteronomy 5 and 22. The voice of God thundered from Mount Sinai when he gave the law of Israel through Moses. You remember in the second 17th chapter of the book of St. Mark, the Lord Jesus took Peter, James, and John upon uh, into a high mountain and was transfigured before them. That is, he gave them a glimpse of his heavenly glory. And the Bible says that his face shone like the sun. At that time, God, the Father, spoke from heaven. And the Bible says, suddenly a voice came out of the clouds saying, this is my beloved son 
in whom I am well pleased. And we hear the son's voice in almost the last verse of the Bible in Revelations 22 and 20. When Christ promises us something in his in regards to his return, he says, behold, he said, I come quickly. The Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard according to Brother Isaiah. And how many of y'all know when God speaks things happen? I don't know about you, but I'm glad I hear my father here now. I hear my father. Hold on a minute. I hear my father saying, I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. Somebody, you need to hear the voice here today. Lie down, thy weary one, lie down, thy head upon my breast. If you are weary, if you are tired, if you are confused, the Lord said, come on, come on. He's talking to you today. He says, come on. And then guess what? I'm glad that I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary. I was wounded and I was sad. But here's the good news. I found in him a resting a place and he has made me glad how many of you all know here today that you can you can find rest my God, you can find rest from all of your stress. God, he spoke. When you get home, read. I'm almost finished. But when you get home, read the entire first chapter and the second chapter because you discover there that God, all he did was speak. He didn't go to Home Depot because there was no Home Depot. He did not. He didn't go to Lowe's because there was no Lowe's. He didn't go to no lumber company because there was no lumber company. The Bible says that in the beginning, God, he created the heavens and the earth. In other words, he just spoke. On the first day, on the first day, he spoke light. And when he spoke light, just to show how much might he had, uh, there was light and darkness. He spoke light. uh, And then he did a separation. On the second day, he spoke the sky and the waters. And the Bible says that the waters separated. And then on the third day, because he knew that man wasn't going to be able to walk on water. And so on the third day, he he spoke the land and seas. And the Bible says that the waters gathered. He also spoke vegetation. On the fourth day, he spoke the sun, moon, and the stars to govern the day and the night and to mark seasons, days, and years. On the fifth day, he spoke. Now, you got to remember, God is just 
speaking. He's just, uh, I want y'all to catch that. He's just speaking. On the fifth day, he spoke fish and birds to fill the waters and uh, the sky. And then on the sixth day, watch this, uh, he filled the earth with animals. And on the sixth day, he created man and woman to care for the earth and to commune with God. Let's go back to the beginning. When God made man, the purpose of God making man was to commune with him. If you are not communing with God on a regular basis, you are not fulfilling your purpose in life. Oh Lord, y'all ain't gonna dance, but I'm gonna say it again. If you are not uh, communing with God on a regular basis, then guess what? You are not fulfilling your purpose because on the sixth day, on the sixth day, on the sixth day, he filled the earth with animals. He made man and woman so that they would commune with him. But I like day number seven. I think y'all like day seven too, huh? Because day number seven, the Bible says that God rested. Somebody say God rested. Yeah. Can you believe the supreme being, the supreme intelligence? He had, he had to rest. What does that tell us? What does that tell us? Every now and then. We better take some time to rest. Y'all ain't going to help me here. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Don't call me Sunday at 1030 next Sunday. Tell my pastor, I'm going to take time to rest. The devil is a liar. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me. Why don't you rest on Saturday instead of going to the mall? Why don't you rest next Saturday? Oh, y'all done fell out on me now. Nobody even God, the supreme being. On the seventh day, he rested. But then, my God, while he was resting, somebody say, while God was resting, he spoke again. God spoke while he was resting. He didn't, he didn't create nothing else. Uh, not while he was resting. But the Bible said he spoke again. And what did God speak while he rested? He simply said that everything that he made was good. Oh, come on here. He looked around on his rest day and said, it is good. When I read that in the text, my God, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, you tell my people that it is good. Look at your neighbor and confirm it right now. Say, it is good long as you trust God, long as your hope is in God, long as you believe God, I stop back here to let somebody know it is good. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. It's still 
good. Pastor, you don't know what I just lost. I stopped by to tell somebody it is, it is good. Pastor, you don't know what news I just received from the doctor. I stopped back here to tell you that it is good. Pastor, it seems like all hell is breaking loose in my life and I cannot see my way. I'm closing here now, but I stopped back here to let somebody know that it is good. Look at your neighbor one more time. Tell neighbor, it is, it is good. How do I know that it's good? Because uh, I got word to back it up. I got word to back up what I'm saying. Paul says, uh, and we know. How many of y'all know there are just some things you ought to know? I ain't going to preach hard here. I'm almost going to my seat here now. But there are just some things you ought to know. Paul says, and we know that what all things work together for the good. In other words, Paul, he did not say that everything was good, but he says everything is working together for your good. That's why I can declare in this place what God said, that it is good. Why? Because it's working together for your good to those who are uh, the called according to his purpose and not only those that uh, are called according to his purpose but for those uh, who love the Lord and I know every last one of you all under the sound of my voice I know you love the Lord what you've been going through this week what you've been going on in your life since the first of the year many people have lost their mind many people have already given up but look at you look at you you're here magnifying and praising the name of the Lord. Look at you. Look at you. You love. You love God so much until you understand that God can and God will. You love God so much until you made up in your mind that if God don't do it, I know that he can. And so I know you love the Lord. And because you love him, I stop back here to tell you that it's all good. And God is still at work. Even though God rested on the seventh day, I stop by here to tell you God is still at work. And I think I told y'all just a couple of weeks ago that God does his best work at night. You, Lord help me here now. You may be in your midnight right now, but don't worry about it because God is still at work. And I stop by here to tell somebody that the same 
same God that was in the beginning and created the heaven and earth. He is the same God. He said, I am God and I don't change. You might change. Well, I've been up here long enough, Nusama. But I stop out here to tell you, you might change. But the God I serve, he never change. And I need to tell somebody, as I hurry come to a close, you go home tonight after you watch all of the football games, after you wear yourself out, you go home tonight. And I want you to get a good night's sleep. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get a good night's sleep tonight. I don't care what you got to put in your nose to stop you from snoring. I want you to get a good night's sleep. Well, pastor, I haven't slept good lately, but I stopped by here to tell you that the God of the beginning, he never, he never sleeps and God never slumber. And since God's gonna be up all night long, I might as well get me a good night's sleep because the God of the beginning, he don't sleep or slumber, but because you love him, he's still at work in your life and he's gonna work it out. I hear Brother Norman Hutchins as he sings this song. He said, I know sometimes it's hard to understand what you're going through is a part of the master plan, but he knows what's best for you. You want to tell your neighbor, God knows what's best for you and the Lord is going to bring you safely through because all things work together you will get through it you will Gwen survive it when the darkness comes the light is not so far away because the darkest hour is just before the breaking of day and God knows what you're going through how many of you all know that without the rain a flower can't grow and in the strong in the storm strong wind will blow but behind every dark cloud the sunlight is still shining because God he's working it out for your good and weeping I said weeping weeping man doing for a night but joy Comments in the morning. Tell your neighbor for the last time that joy is coming in the morning. Lift your head up.
Lift your head up. Lift up your head. Oh, ye gates. Even lift him up the everlasting doors. The king of glory. The king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up. Lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, even lift him up the everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory he is my strong tower he is my rock he is my sword he is my shield he's my light in my darkness he's my healer when i'm sick he's a way maker he's a door opener shout hallelujah hallelujah In the beginning, God, God, man didn't have nothing to do with it. It was God. I'm not going to give you two messages today, I promise. You don't get two today. But I just want to end it with this. Since God spoke, and everything came into existence. Would you agree with me that all you need is a word from the Lord? That's all you need. I could stand here for 24 more hours, but in the bottom line is all God has to do is speak the word. I don't care what you're going through in your life. God can just speak a word. God can cause the dog to stop barking all night. Y'all ain't listening here to me. If he just speak the word. Every eye closed in the beginning. This creation story, you know, it really teaches us much about God and ourselves. It teaches us about God. It teaches us about ourselves. We learn about God that He is creative. He's creative. He tailors it just for you. Come on here. It's not a one size fit all. He tailors it because he's creative. And as the creator, we know he's distinct from his creation. He's eternal. 
and he's in full control of this entire world. God is in control of every one of your situations. Let him have control. Let him have control. Let God have control. And then we learn some stuff about ourselves. That is that since God chose to create us, we're valuable in his eyes. No matter what other folks think about you. Somebody need to hear this. No matter what other folks say about you, you are valuable in the eyes of God. We are more important to God than the animals he created. Some folk may treat animals better than they treat humans. But the devil is a liar. God created man. He created man. Higher than animals. Since God took the time to create us, pick yourself up. Trust God. Believe God in every situation in your life. If you need healing in your body, just trust God. I know you've asked him over and over again, but he told Peter, my grace is sufficient as long as your grace is sufficient, Lord, as long as I know you won't never leave me or never forsake me, I'm good. It's good. Somebody say it's good. It's good. Might not have a whole lot of money, but long as you keep supplying my needs, somebody say it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And I stop by to tell you, life Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. If you had somewhere to lay your head last night out of the cold, and it was cold out there last night. You know, for us Californians, you know, that's cold. But if you had somewhere to lay your head last night, life is good. Y'all better get it. Y'all better get it. If you had something to eat, may not have been steak, lobster, or catfish, but if you had something put on your stomach last night, life is good. If you didn't have to walk to church today, whether you drove in a car or you caught Uber or you rode a trolley, life is good. Here's your application today for the message. It's real simple. All week long, Every morning that you wake up, when you open your eyes, I don't care how many nightmares you have, who you fought in your sleep, 
But when you get up in the morning, every morning, when you open your eyes, I challenge you to declare life is good. Don't forget, every morning, every morning, I don't care what you have to face throughout the day, every morning, declare Life is good. Because when you wake up, half the battle is already over. Life is good. On the seventh day, he rested and declared. It is good. Now, God, I thank you. I shared with your people what you placed on my heart to share. You have declared that your word would not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, I pray that you will meet every need under the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, God, you made us. You made us. You know every challenge. You know. Work it out now. Supply every need. Give your people the desires of their heart according to thy will. Those that know sickness, let your healing virtue flow in the name of Jesus. Touch them from the top of their head down to the soles of their feet. God, you are everywhere. Touch Sister Peggy's body. You're in Texas like you are in California. Touch her now in the name of Jesus. Let her feel your presence. You, you, you created time, so there is no time zone difference. Touch her now in the name of Jesus. God, lift us up where we belong. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up where we're torn down in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you. We praise you that there is none like you, none like you, none like you. Our trust, our hope, our everything is in you. God, get in all our business. (laughs) Get in all of our business. Get in all of our business, God. Get in all of our business. Open our eyes that we might see in the mighty name of Jesus we pray thank God amen and amen